Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are a Jesus community telling the biggest story of God in Los Angeles. We're excited that you're joining the conversation with us today. Enjoy. Uh, with that, I'm going to bring up Candace Zubernot. I'm shocked that we're not wearing the same outfit today because a lot of times that can happen. So, yeah. People tell me all the time, you dress like a lesbian, and I take that as a compliment. <laughs> so, I'm not far off today, right? Yeah. I did have a previous outfit that looked just I like believe that. that. <laughs> and uh, that makes me happy. So, yeah. What I did wear oh, yeah. my red wing boots. Though, oh, I know. Yeah. I, Connor, Connor bought me these boots, which is really Aww. kind of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Connor, really sweet. good call. You got to get yourself a church of models or gay men to dress you. That's what I found. <laughs> People bring me outfits all the time, and it's a dream. It's truly a dream. I'm like, this is huge. Am I right? Yeah. We should Sean's start like, yeah, one of those absolutely. boxes. You know those boxes you can yeah. like pay and you get in the mail? I don't need to pay. This is my community. No, but we yeah. are going to start it. Oh, our New Abbey will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a great idea. Well-dressed community. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what she's talking no. about today. <laughs> But I feel happier. Do you feel happier? That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, those are predominantly good answers. Yeah, that's good. Um, Candace is, is one of my dearest friends. Uh, her and her wife, Crystal, are just uh, love them to death. Or we have kids that are the same age. They all get to play together. It was like three years ago now. Uh, we like hardly knew each other, and they invited us like a vacation to Palm Springs, and then we realized it was scary. We were so like, scary. Well, yeah. Really weird. Oh, I'm showing up to a church, <laughs> and I just invited this guy who's the pastor, and uh, I think you'd never even met Carissa before. So just no. like, I, just, I like brought my wife and like booze, and we're like, ah, oh, Palm Springs, um, and we had a, we had a great time, and since then we just developed an incredible friendship. But uh, you're a rock star in all that you do. You founded the Christian Closet, which has brought healing to so many people who are just intersecting. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, the LGBTQ community who's, who's navigating what it looks like to deconstruct and reconstruct their faith um, and heal their whole lives, which is beautiful. You can speak to your own organization. You don't need me to do that. Um, <laughs> but one of the things, I think clearly just a theme today and a theme of where you're going is... You've, you've had this desire in you to preach. And as we've talked about that, I'm just a believer that this is what this community is about, that we all get to shine. Uh, and so I'm so excited for your journey and for your process. You preached here before. Um, and I think she's preparing to do two altar calls at the end. So with that, <laughs> you're welcome, Candace. <laughs> that's that what you're going to do? Is that like how people come to Jesus? You, you blew like, it, dude. You like blew a it. squat, like a... Ah, ah. I'm going to get off the stage. I'm not preaching, so I just, like, want to be up here more, so that's fine. <laughs> it does. I got issues. Candace. Yeah, um, it means a lot to be up here uh, as a gay person. I think a lot of us can. Um, this is also what I'm not going to, I wasn't planning on saying this, but when you're used to being discredited um, just for that, and then you find a community who is, like, Okay, great, you're gay, but moving on. Um, it's it never gets old ever. Uh, so I'm so grateful for uh, this place and for Corey. Yeah. 
So we are going to start with a discussion question. Um, if you've not been here before, we break up into small groups, and you might be starting to sweat right now. Um, I usually sweat before this part. I uh, just get nervous. Um, but break up into small groups as much as you feel comfortable. So um, if you only feel comfortable to talk with the people that you came with, that's OK, too. But we're going to have a discussion question, and then we're going to come back. Um, and so that discussion question have you ever felt delighted in? Um, okay, go ahead. To be loved is amazing, right? I mean, nobody's gonna knock love. I have been with my Chris, my wife Crystal for almost 16 years. Yeah. That's a while. And so we have had, you know, a couple drag out fights, maybe more than a couple. You know, those fights that just like, you just go out into the backyard and like, why? This is our thing. If you've been together any more than like five years, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the end of each one of those places where there's tension, the thing that we wonder about actually isn't like, do you still love me? That's kind of an assumption, of course, we still love each other, but the thing that we always ask each other at the end of that is like, do you still like me? And I think that like our love is going to help us, of course, our, the rest of our relationship, but I really think that the thing that's gonna get us to like being 85 and really old and grumpy is our deep like cherishing and liking of one another. And if I was like dating God, I think that we'd be out to dinner and I'd be, I'd be bouncing in between like trying to decide like small talk, maybe talking about a book I've recently been reading. Um, but I, if I were really honest, I think I would be one of those people who picks a fight uh, to ask the same question of God. Like, yeah, okay, you love me but do you like me? That's what I really wanna know. So I'm gonna show you a video, and um, what I want you to watch for is the delight, the mutual enjoyment, and just the ease, and I want you to feel that delightment inside of yourself. Never be so kind, you forget to be clever Never be so clever, 
you forget to be kind. And if I didn't know better, I think you were talking to me now. If I didn't know better, I think you were still around. What died didn't stay dead. What died didn't stay dead. You're alive, you're alive in my head. What died didn't stay dead. What died didn't stay dead. You're alive, so alive. So polite, you forget your power. Never wield such power, you forget to be polite. And if I didn't know better, I think you were listening to me now. As you signed your name, Marjorie, all your closets of backlog dreams, and how you left them all to me. What died didn't stay dead. What died didn't stay dead. You're alive. You're alive in my head. What died didn't stay dead. What died didn't stay dead. You're alive. So alive. love that part where they hug at the end. It gets me every time. And also, who knew Taylor had a famous grandmother? Tay-Tay, you did not mention that <laughs> when we were thinking that you just came from nothing. 
But what I love about this video is it's like, you just can feel Taylor. I mean, she makes a whole video about her grandmother. And the, and the parts that she shows her grandmother, you can just see it, right? You can feel it. This last Thursday was the four-year anniversary of my grandmother's death. Am I holding this correctly? <laughs> okay. And I um, spent most of my life dreading it. Uh, she was amazing. Uh, she left my grandfather when women were not leaving their husbands because she wanted to be loved better. And she had several successful businesses when women were staying home and raising the kids. She was the kind of woman who, like, would be talking to me about God and then totally, like, throw down three shots. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can... Hang, Grandma. <laughs> I totally looked up to her. And uh, at the anniversary of her death, I was reflecting this time in a different way. I, um, I think those of us who grieve, uh, every, year, every year and every anniversary is different. And so this year, I was reflecting, like, what was it that had her mean so much to me. And for sure, <clears throat> it was about her, right? I mean, I could stand up here and talk for an hour just about how awesome she was. But when I'm really honest and in the quiet places, it had to do with her liking and deep cherishing of me. That no matter what I did, her face never changed. Ever. The time that she was babysitting, my brother and I, and I decided to take my BB gun into the backyard. Which as a parent, I'm like, how did I have access to the BB gun? But I remember standing there and being like, I just wonder, like, what would happen if I hit a window? Huh, nothing. Which I did not know was that little holes were being made in every single window. Her face did not change. Because she knew, she was like, oh, she knew that I was a curious kid. She knew my heart. She knew that I wasn't trying to ruin the windows. The time I called her to tell her that I had cheated on the test, the time I was going to marry the man that I knew she didn't like. The time that I called my evangelical grandmother to tell her that I was gay. She still delighted and deeply just liked me. And that changed me forever. So today's sermon is not about how God loves you. Um, which I hope is just obvious, you know? Like, God does love you, of course. But I wanted something edgier. I want something more dynamic. 
You know, it was like, of course my grandma loves me. Of course God loves me. I want a God who's just like, blow out the back windows of your house and my face is not going to change. Like, what if the way that my grandmother looked at me is the way that God looks at each one of us? And what if my grandmother looking at me was God looking at me? It's all together. That the deepest truth that I know about you and you and you and you is that God enjoys you. And that it's not based on what you do or don't do. Which rattles me. Because I really like to try and do good. (laughs) So how do I know this? How do I know this about God? I have been thinking about Jesus' baptism. Um, And so we're going to read Mark. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. I love that there's a distinction between love and being pleased. To be pleased, to like, in enjoyment. That's what that is. And of course, like, if you grew up in the church like I did, you're like, yes, obviously I've heard about Jesus' baptism. And honestly, I didn't think much about it until I started to realize about the timing of his baptism. That it was before Jesus did anything Jesus-y. Like, Jesus was a carpenter who made tables and probably had someone say, hey, it's like a little wobbly. (laughs) And a sibling who was like, sometimes you're kind of stuck up. Maybe he snored. I don't know. But like before anything, I guess like before I, I just sort of thought like, well, Doy, like obviously he probably had just raised someone from the dead. And so then he got baptized. And then, of course, that's like God delighted, you know. But he hadn't. This like that enjoyment we have access to. Because if it didn't matter about, like God gave that to Jesus before any miracle, then perhaps that can be given to us. And I believe it can be. But there's things that get in the way. We have insecurities. You know, I don't know about you, but like, at first, COVID was really hard uh, for reasons of like not being able to get out, right? But then we made bread, (laughs) which I don't know why my wife stopped making the bread. (laughs) That's a hint. And I tried lots of hobbies that I ended up quitting. But then 
we kind of, I don't know, we're just faced with ourselves. Like, that's it. The parts of us that aren't so easy to like. The parts of us that are lonely and like, I hate my neediness. That I don't know what to do with myself. So we watched all of Netflix. But then Netflix, like, I mean, if Grey's Anatomy doesn't come out with a new episode soon, I don't know. Okay, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) But we've been face to face with ourselves, and I think that a lot of us have been unsure about the delight part of us. Because also, all of the ways that we've coped with life, they've been stripped. And we have like a couple. And now we're supposed to go back into life. Oh my God, like you took, you shredded me down to nothing. And now, <laughs> get in there, kid. And I don't know if you've been like me at all, but it's been quite a, quite a journey to try to enter back in. Um, I got the honor of celebrating a friend for her birthday a few weeks or a couple weeks ago, and I was not prepared to face that feeling of like, oh my God, do I, am I likable? Do I like myself? And then I said a few stupid jokes, and then it was like, they don't, they definitely don't like me, and now I don't like myself even more. <laughs> but that's what happens when we get nervous. <clears throat> And I remember sitting there and like being almost overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I don't, am I enjoyable? (laughs) I don't know. And I remember just like trying to breathe, like, okay, God, please just help, like, help. And I felt God just like, hey, I'm here. It's okay. Just breathe. And there are other things, even outside of COVID, that get in the way of us knowing that we're enjoyed. Maybe we had a parent or parents who, like, they were doing their best, but they didn't know how to reflect to us that we were cherished. And so when you access that part of your brain that's trying to bring that up, it's, like, not there. Or we had rough time in school, making friends was really hard, and I don't know about you, but I had really buck teeth and big fat glasses. (laughs) (laughs) We have insecurities, and we're not sure, and we're worried. And so it really is a process It's a process, but it's a process between you and you and you and God that we all need other people. And I deeply believe that when others reflect to you your goodness and your enjoyment, 
it is God, it is them. It's not like, you know, when there's like the touchdown and then it's like, no, it wasn't me, it was just God. <clears throat> I like to think about it like mud. You know, you have a thing of mud and you're like, well, what's the water part and what's the dirt part? Like, it can't, you can't piece it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing a touchdown dance over here. <laughs> and so as much as we need other people, and it is, it's the mud, it's, it's God, it's them. Ultimately, if, if you don't believe it somewhere deep inside yourself, if you can't find a voice in you that is yours, that is God's, I don't know if you'll be able to hold it when others give it to you. Because if you're like me, you're just trying to find and hold it, that peace, please stay, that security. And so sometimes it might be something like, maybe we, maybe we do need new friends. Maybe you, I don't know, you've made friends that can't reflect to you anything good about you, okay? That might be true. There might be literal changes that you need to make in your life. It could be that you can spend time writing down the things that you like about yourself. Ask the people in your life that you think like you. I like to actually try and think about the thing that is hard for me and breathe. And as I breathe, I believe that is God's breath inside of me, breathing with me, centering me. Because it is so personal. And this part is really hard for me because I don't, I like want it to be personal, but I don't want it to be personal. Because the kind of theology that has said, like, you have a personal relationship with Jesus are the exact kind of churches that would never let me do this. And so I tried to just be like, okay, well, I do believe in God and Jesus and everything, but it's not so personal, this, like, enjoyment. And because the people who taught me that hurt me as a gay person. But I unfortunately think it is really personal. <laughs> that as a therapist, when I'm sitting with someone, believe it or not, we don't always know what to say. And I'm sitting there just like, God, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what this person needs. And I breathe and here we go. I'm saying something super, it feels like, God in me as I breathe out and somehow I say the thing that they needed to hear. And I know that it was me and I know that it was not me. It was personally for them. And when I'm sitting with one of my kids and they've just screamed in my face and I don't know what to say, and I breathe and I pray, God help me, I don't know. I get that same feeling. 
And when I'm sitting at a birthday party and I can feel that I'm going to say even more inappropriate jokes because of my insecurities. <laughs> Stop talking about sex. <laughs> I should have my wife up here. She's usually the one who's like, she's joking. <laughs> Shut it down. But the thing is, I know what happens after that. I, I go home and I'm like, I don't really know if I am really enjoyed. Maybe I was funny. I don't know. And I really want to be known. And so when I'm at, in those so, new social situations that I used to know all the time, I find myself breathing a lot. <clears throat> Sometimes breathing can be scary because it's just so open. And if you are one of those people who breathing feels scary for, perhaps just even a prayer. God, I don't even know if it, if you are personal, like Candace maybe said maybe you were. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. But maybe you are, God. Maybe you are personal. Can you help me today know that I am liked by you? And when it happens, because I think it will happen, you got to lean in. Just like Taylor did with her grandma. Just like I was able to do with my grandma. Because if you resist it, then it doesn't get to stay. And if you find that you're resisting it and that you can't lean in, that's okay too but just start to be curious about it. I wonder why I'm questioning this voice that says I'm enjoyed. Process that out. Because when we lean in, that is radical. It transforms us. Maybe it's even just in the breathing. You are enjoyed. So we're going to get back into those same groups and talk about this question. What are the places in your life that you can breathe into the truth that you are enjoyed? Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.